welcome. Hello, friends. Welcome, welcome. Episode 11. Notions 11. How are you? What are we like? Look at us in double digits. Come here. Uh, from putting out the last episode, we noticed that our first two listeners are in Belgium. Hello, friends. Who are Hello. you? Hello. Bonjour. Would I be correct in saying that? I think so. Have you ever been to Belgium? I haven't. I'd love to Chocolate. go. Chocolate. Yes. <laughs> and these two I had a Belgian housemate and he spoke French. Yes. And he was dead sound. Antoine, if it's you, hope you're well. Antoine. Hope you're still studying philosophy and UCD from Belgium. <laughs> oh, I love that vibe. That sounds like a great person to be yeah. friends with. I love that. Oh, he was brilliant. He was brilliant. He was lovely. Anyways, reveal yourselves. Get in touch on the pod, on the pod Instagram or Twitter. We are at Pod. Love to hear from you. Love to hear what the crack is in Belgium. Hope you're well and safe. And Mexico. We have a few in Mexico as well. Oh, yeah. How are you, Mexicans? Hello. It's a crack. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Come here. Like, it's mad that we, we had no idea that there's people outside of Ireland listening. I know we have one person in Bahrain. We have a few in the <laughs> UK and then, like, the few people in Canada, I think that would have been my family. But yeah, it was just when I was having a look. We have people all over the world. And imagine if people are listening to this to learn English. Oh, oh Jesus. Yeah, people are listening to this to learn English and then they have two twisted for scum That's accents. a very niche form of English. Oh, is. <laughs> I wish you all the best. I'd, I'd opt for Duolingo, but come here for the crack. <laughs> Go to Duolingo for the vo- good vocab. Come here for the crack. Yeah, come here for the stories. Anyways, what are we at today? What are we at today? We have a very special episode. We have our first guest. How exciting. We're going to chat to Martha in a few our minutes. Our first guest. Woohoo. Martha Fitzgerald is an amazing artist and friend and theatre maker who has adapted so well to this new world of making art. And we can't wait to have a chat Yay. All right, enjoy the tunes and enjoy the interview. We'll be chatting to you next week. Bye, 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 bye. 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 How are the women? Hello, ladies. How are we? I'm delighted to be here. I'm such a huge fan of the pod. In fairness, welcome, Martha Fitzgerald. (laughs) We're so happy. We're a fan of you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And um, who can I ask? Right. As I've been listening to the apps, who does the editing? Because I must say, it's just like, it's so well edited. Oh, that has made my week and it's only Tuesday. It's only Tuesday, lads. But here we are. It's 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 a shared process. We're lucky enough to be people that can kind of bounce off each other where it's like, you do it this time and I'll do it this time. So that's, mm. Well, what that's I'm most impressed at, like the editing itself is wonderful. But what I'm most impressed at is, as you know, I have my own pod, Fizz Chips and Chats with Orla Nikiara of Fizz and Chips. Yeah. And mainly, <laughs> to be found Spotify, Acast, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, yeah. But what I found is we started off doing interviews. We started off doing interviews like you're doing now. But um we only for our last episode had a one-on-one chat just like you usually have. Mm-hmm. So the interviews I found fa- fine to edit and I was doing a lot of the editing. Um, and then for the most recent one, when it was just us chatting, I struggled so much to edit my own voice because I was like, everything I say is insufferable. So how can oh I keep any God. of it? <laughs> I know. I, think it's, I know what you I mean. I think it's and a it's thing funny. of being it's naturally tricky. critical of yourself. Yeah, because I noticed, like, let's say if Misha does the editing. Now, Misha, you're a star at editing and you have been editing long before me. So you're amazing at it. But sometimes you would say, like, really gorgeous, nice things during the pod. And then 
in the finished product, I'd be like, Misha, oh, where's note. that lovely yeah, thing you no, said about film theory? Keep that's that in the there. Yeah, you see, because it's, it's literally... But I'd be the same. Yeah. If I made a shit joke and if I was in charge of editing, I'd be like, eh, exactly, gone. Eh, eh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. When one makes a terrible joke oneself, one is like, well, now to be fair, I have a soft spot for my own bad jokes. But like, yeah. if I say something that is, say, particularly vulnerable, I'll often be like, who the fuck does she think she is? Sorry, am I, I allowed know. to say that? Anyway. Yeah, it's a podcast. <laughs> of course you are. We've got the E. <laughs> got the E. <laughs> We've got the little E. It's grand. Um, yeah, no, you're dead right. Um... I would love to see what would happen if me and Misha sat down and recorded a podcast and like made a vow to each other to be like, we're not editing anything out. We're just or cleaning it up. Like edited the same thing and you take it and I take it. We both. You see, the thing is, because I don't edit much of what you say, really, unless it's like a retake or something that you wanted to clarify. But if it's or me, I jump I'm in and be get- like, Misha, will you edit that out? Or if Misha, I burp. Will you take that out? Yeah. <laughs> did you did you take out last week's burp? Actually, there was a bubbly you know one in there. I did because it, it took. It's about- okay. There was I, need to, I didn't I need hear to, any burps Although I must wasn't. say I find burps to be quite charming but, You, know you, what, you time, have really helped yeah. me Embrace my burping Martha Thanks Oh my god That's so funny That that's a thing That I'm known for But I love it <laughs> <laughs> Sorry Misha What were you saying there? It was something I really wasn't sure To leave in Because it was so impressive But then I was like What if we go for funding And they listen to this episode And it's just Molly Burping away in the pod And we're like Hey fund us And Molly's like Ugh <laughs> in fairness the burp humor podcast yeah exactly <laughs> but it's like i didn't oh my god so stuck to leave it or not i know well look it's, it's a hard decision yeah. my whole take on burps is that they're natural and they're often yes. a sign of appreciation and enjoyment and relaxation mm. and we've just stigmatized them especially women's burps um exactly, so yeah. i just love them and i try to celebrate them but you know i also will my my new thing recently which is like probably just really infuriating to everyone around me <laughs> is that like i'll do a big loud Never. burp and i'll enjoy it and then i'll be like i am so sorry <laughs> <laughs> i <laughs> love too. that uh, big gamelesh scale coming out of me whenever it happens but as someone who suffers from gastritis a lot of the time it can be like the only thing that will get me out of some really bad cramps do you know oh no oh but God. it's a natural thing yeah. like I that's guess another I reason did... why I love sparkling water so much it really helps with the tummy yeah and like why do we have so much stigma around just wind in general like I remember one yeah. day I'd had like a big night out or something and the next day the tummy was not happy and I went to get some bloaties in the pharmacy and I kept telling everyone how amazing it was it's called bloat ease it like helps when you're bloated it'll like you know it'll just okay. kind of deflate you a little bit oh I think there's in in Ireland it might be called deflatine and then in the UK, it was in, I was away That's in the, the balloon UK version. The they sound like Irish mammy terms. A little, a little bit deflating. A de- deflating. <laughs> <laughs> Flat seven up is the only thing. cure. Um, but I was telling everyone how amazing it was. And people were just like, okay, we get it. Like, you like bloaties. And I was like, but it's so good. And I do feel like people were just like, why is she talking about her internal winds so much? Where's well, I'm gonna do. I'm leg, gonna try you know, it. It's the same. I know exactly. Yeah, you're dead right. I'm gonna try bloatings and deflammatorines <laughs> and do a full review on the pod. That's what we'll do. Followed by bloating, <laughs> unedited. Okay, I promise. Whenever that episode comes along, I I'll feel leave all your burps in, I promise. Yeah, <laughs> you should set up like There's a no bee, pressure. a bee pod, like a second kind yeah. of smaller, more niche pod, just for reviewing different wind-related products. <laughs> to our bodies 
<laughs> in fairness to our body. Nexium would be so number true. one. St. Andrews would be number six down on the list. <laughs> okay, so there's a story there. Will we delve, delve into it now? I don't you're, know. You're, you're, you're unveiling yourself, Mom, whether you like it or not. <laughs> we'll save that for our future Patreon I think lads we better get into interviewing Martha oh my god Martha Fitzgerald I know nothing I have a very important (laughs) question that I want to start with this could be the most important question of your career so we're just going to take a breath and be ready for it okay oh okay it's a two part question first of all tea or coffee Mm. okay so here's the thing I'm a hot fluids gal. (laughs) You will always catch me drinking hot fluids. In the winter, I can't even drink cold water because I hate being cold. I'll literally boil the kettle and drink a mug of hot water. I adore tea, coffee, herbal tea, hot water, and I drink them all every day. So my question to you, Misha, is I'm not sure how to pick between them because I adore them all so much. I thought I was the only one that drank hot water straight out of the kettle. Well, not straight out when it's boiling, but I'm so glad I found a oh, friend. It's because you're junior me. No, that sounds really, <laughs> yeah. really no, patronizing. It's because really I'm old you from the future. I'm like, oh, hello, Misha. Oh, you are destined to, to keep you. liking hot water. <laughs> we discussed this before we started talking. So basically I said Misha Fitzgibbon and Martha Fitzgerald. Both of those names sound like both people decided to change their identity but keep their names somewhat similar to what they already had. So Mm -hmm. Misha Fitzgibbon changes her name to Martha Fitzgerald and vice versa. And then Misha Fitzgibbon as crime writer. (laughs) Honestly, okay. I think now that I've thought about it, now that I've ruminated on it, I need to drink coffee every day. Well, I don't need tea, but I appreciate them both equally. I just probably have um, a slight caffeine dependency. Don't we all? Yeah. That's, How many cups of coffee? Enough. One. One. If I have more than one, I'd be bouncing off the walls. Some days yeah. I have two, only if the first one was small and unsatisfying. Fair. I remember me, you and Ross I'm very had hungover. a huge... Dis- <laughs> we had a very in-depth conversation about coffee in the wee cabin in Ticknavon. Oh my God. Yes, where of we course. Did a short that film. was so fun. And... We just, we just, we both just like, it was like we were talking about our star signs, but it was our coffee intake. <laughs> like we all identified <laughs> so much with how we drank coffee. <laughs> yeah, that's actually such an annoying personality trait that evidently we all have. You know, I feel like it's such a 90s, like, oh my God, coffee. Like we have a gag about <laughs> it in my house whereby, you know, they used to have these cu- cups that it'd be like, but first, coffee or don't talk to yeah. me until I've had yeah. my coffee. Yeah. <laughs> so I got my housemate a but first coffee mug for his birthday. But anyway, <laughs> evidently I enjoy this as a topic both ironically and post ironically because I like it very seriously too. <laughs> All right, let's get to know you a little bit better as a human being. Is that cool? Do you want to ask another personal question, Mish? Um. Yes. If you could be an animal, what would you be? And that can include dinosaurs if if, if you swing that way. I do, but I mean. <laughs> if you swing that way. <laughs> Stegosaurus, everyone. That's me. Anyway. <laughs> You're, what? Saurus? Stegosaurus. Stegosaurus. Is that the yeah. one that's got the like, it's kind of like a little roundy one. 
Oh no, which one am I thinking? No, I oh want to be a velociraptor. That's what I'm thinking. Oh yes, I know yes. those. They're very cool. <laughs> That's a great answer, Misha. Thank you. I'm answering my own question. Uh, Next. <laughs> no, of course. What, what are you thinking? I am probably... I just identify with a lot of animals because a lot of animals love to lounge, mm-hmm. much like myself, mm-hmm. and sleep, which is kind of the same thing, and eat. So, I mean, just because I have my cat at home I think cat because snowball. cats just run straight snowball shout out to Hi, snowball. snowball first plug <laughs> first plug of the pod everyone get on board with loving snowball oh listen me and yeah. me should talk about our pets enough like it's very so fitting that much. we talk about snowball a little bit <laughs> all the pets are welcome um snowball loves to find the warmest place in the house much like myself we'll always mm-hmm. meow for second breakfast second lunch and second dinner and yeah, it just only goes outdoors if it's a particularly sunny day. So I just really relate to that as a personality. Yes. I don't know about physicality, but um, I would say that has to be my answer just because it's cozy. It's cute. Mm. It's fun. It's a lifestyle that I love to lead. A woman after my own heart, the snowball is. Absolutely. I think cats are incredibly fun to watch. I just love them. I'm crazy about them. Yeah. And they Although unlike yeah. cats, so cats will make you work for their affection, mm. whereas I don't yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I just respond very well to anyone uh, asking to cuddle me. If someone's like, oh, can you <laughs> like that? Let me yeah. rub your back. I'll be like, yes, please, please do. So in that sense, I'm probably more of a dog. <laughs> <laughs> it can be a happy, happy medium. You could have some part dog and some part cat. No, that'd be kind of a, maybe a weird animal. To I know but some in, cats in, who are very similar it. to dogs. Yeah. They'll go look. I know some cats that are very similar to dogs like they'll play outside and they'll chase things and they'll like they like Stevie like goes looking for the attention so she'll come right up to me she'll start crawling all over me she'll start headbutting me sometimes it's a little bit painful but I love her so she can do anything she wants (laughs) oh that's yeah that's so cute Mm. maybe I'm another little Stevie Molly what are you what am I uh God, I used to think about this all the time in college and honestly like <laughs> have to then embody whatever my answer was. It's um, a hard question to answer. I don't watch enough fucking nature documentaries. But well, like this is something that I was reading actually about today. Mm-hmm. So like human be or animals can help a human become so much more present and so much more mindful because like that's all that animals are like they don't have that complexity in their brain to like worry about the future now like you'll see squirrels storing acorns for the winter but that's like uh they're not like like, would you would you ever get yourself to the dole office or anything (laughs) i know they're not like oh jesus is 50 acorns enough oh god and they won't like sit for half an hour stressing about it like we would and they won't start googling like how many acorns should you fucking store for the winter they'll just go out and do it so they're preparing for the future <laughs> mindfully mm-hmm. and like if we were all to prepare and do our thing like day by day mindfully so you're still being present while preparing for the future and like helping out your future self we'd be a lot more similar to animals and i think that's why like that's why we look at animals and they calm us and we're like oh look at them but like i think it's kind of hard to relate to an animal because you're mm. like 
I just don't relate. I don't work like you do. Like I live in my head and I think of movie plots and I think of like, imagine if I had this conversation with that person and imagine if I quit my job tomorrow. Oh my God. How did I get here? Yes. Oh my God. That is such an accurate analysis of the differences between humans and animals. Molly, cancel all (laughs) other zoologists. You are the one. Can I ask you one of these card questions from We're Not Really Strangers? Dum, dum, dum. Yeah. Yes. You absolutely can. But before we move forward, can mm-hmm. I just know one thing? Yep. I never found out. I assume you're both tea people rather than coffee people. Or is that wrong? I'm 70 tea. No, 80 tea, 20 coffee. I was okay, brilliant. 100% tea until I started hanging around with Molly and doing a podcast and now I'm 80-20 too. <laughs> on coffee lately. Yeah, Final because when, when we started this podcast, you were like, oh, no coffee for me. It makes me anxious. And then like last week, you're like, I'm just going to get a big mug of coffee. And I was like, who is she? Yeah, that's it's thesis. It's fine. So, yeah. Yeah. so it's, yeah. funny, Misha. So I would then, uh, using that framework, say that I'm 60-40 coffee tea. Okay. Look at us using maths. We're theatre people. What are we like? Right. Are we ready for this? We're not really strangers. Because we're not really. I'm ready because we're not really strangers. Not anymore. (laughs) Oh, it's a wild card. Ooh. (gasps) Oh my God. My heart. I don't know if this would work very well in an audio setting, but I'll throw it out there anyways. Draw your favourite memory with me. (laughs) You can describe it if you want. (laughs) Favourite memory is like, oh, a favourite memory with you specifically, Molly. I suppose it would be because you haven't met my dear Misha. This is my favourite memory with you, Martha. Hooray. Done. (laughs) (laughs) My favourite memory with Misha is you reminding me that theatre people can do maths too. Yay. But I think I have a memory without even knowing your existence. When I went to see Dragon and Smock Alley, I didn't know who you were, but I had such a fun time. Oh my god, that was such a fun show that time we did it in Smock Alley. I'm so glad you were at it. And if that's a memory we share, then it's a favourite of mine And it was a big thing for me because then a year later, pretty much the day, I had a show in Smock Alley in the boys' school. So I was like, oh my god, I'm where Molly was. That's so exciting. So thank you for being part of my theatre life. Aw, that's so fun. Thank you so much for coming. It was so fun. I like Seen sound heard like a little like bit melancholic Chelsea as I say it because I'm like, oh, well, you know, um, it's been a while since we've been in a theatre. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know, but look, it'll come back. And we've had that memory, you know, so we can cherish that. You True. Know? And also go on, Molly. I liked your comparison with the Chelsea Hotel. I sor- I'm sorry for interrupting. Yes, I'm absolutely No, not at all. It's it's Zoom, so it's very easy to interrupt each other. Don't worry. Um I was going to, oh yeah, seen and heard is like the Chelsea Hotel for young artists, I think. Because <laughs> it's this beautiful, like romanticised place where it's like, I know it feels like... Everyone lives there because they're homeless otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was me for like a full month, oh my God. <laughs> People lurking in corners, playing guitars. But um, I don't know. I like, wish Chelsea you could trade Hot- a painting for a performance space (laughs) (laughs) but um no but I completely agree with you Molly it's like a lovely amazing energy and atmosphere and in a way we do we trade our performances for an audience and the space there so it is an exchange of sorts yeah it's like a it's like um like we all have memories of like cool summer camps where we 
did a language or did a sport or did drama or acting and stuff like that. And we'll always look back at that and remember the epic feeling we had in us where it's like, oh my God, this is so cool. I want to do this for the rest of my life. But it's still like yeah. small scale and humble because mm-hmm. you're still a yes. kid. Yeah. And like not saying that seen and heard is small scale because it has led to like some bigger productions and it's led to a lot of fulfillment in people. Mm. But, you know, it is, you know, quite low budget for some. Yeah. So oh like it has that yeah, same so humbleness true. to it. But yeah, and you're, do you know what? It's also really like the Chelsea Hotel because it's a beautiful space. So even though you're like, mm. I'm starting out and I'm just doing my thing day to day, you're doing it in these incredible surroundings that are steeped in history. It's so that so feels yeah. feels like you're part of something, part of something bigger than yourself, you know? <laughs> and can I just say, like that upstairs balcony area yes. where they do the amazing food and drinks after a show, mm. I all like I always feel like really posh when I'm up there. <laughs> Even though I have there, my bicycle yeah. helmet under my arm, like for when I have to go home, but so it just true. it gives me nice feeling. Like the high ceiling, posh. high ceilings. It does feel oh, posh, yeah. Because yeah, it's a church, it's, it's like, you know. Yeah. Churchy. I know they do weddings as well. Yeah. Like I'd say they're beautiful. Mm. Um to answer your question about favourite memory with Molly, this is really hard, but probably Probably your mammy's birthday about a year and a bit ago when Hi we Maggie, went love you. Yay. To <laughs> Brascommon for Maggie's birthday. Oh, and Barbara. myself and Evan came down and we had some crack. And my mammy came down too, even though yeah. she I don't know <laughs> if she'd met your mammy before. But um she came down and we just I up miss that so tunes. much. Like those spontaneous gatherings. I feel mm. like sometimes people are like, Oh, I miss like being able to see people. But I feel like in normal adult life, like what we were experiencing back then, like it wasn't as simple as like dropping everything and seeing your friends. Do you know? Mm. Like we had a lot to get up in the morning and do. Yeah. But like that, that's an example of something spontaneous and gorgeous and it just worked out very well. Do you know, let's all fuck off to Roscommon and have a party. We like. didn't know what it was going to be. Like Rue had said to me, Rue, Molly's brother, close friend of mine. Absolute legend. Um, Hello, brother. Huge <laughs> legend. Um, had said to me that every year he's off and away for Christmas but he's back for Maggie's birthday and that it's some night and he was like you have to come down I'd love for you to come down and I was like I'm making it sound like he begged me I was like Rue can I come can I please come like I was begging but for the you're invite you're making it sound like an absolute like rotten session like strobe lights and stuff like that like it's <laughs> I mean, it's very like sit around the fire and tell stories oh gosh it, yeah oh 100% <laughs> but what I loved about it was and this is something Thing that I suppose probably happens a lot in your family, Molly. I'm not sure about yourself, Misha, mm-hmm. but it doesn't happen very much in my family because there's not a lot of musicians. Um, but we literally just stayed up singing songs for about, we probably oh, sat I there singing that. songs for about seven hours, seven, eight hours. And I felt so bad for Maggie's friends who she'd invited because it was literally us young ones <laughs> taking kids. over and making them watch us. <laughs> Which is so, such a funny contrast because normally what happens is like if one of the one of mom's friends brings their kids or if cousins are there or whatever, all the young people like sit in the living room and I don't know, play Nintendo or something while the old people have the crack. Well, not old, but like, you know what I mean? Older. Older people have the crack. So we were all like bringing the crack together and we we're taking over the party. But no, they all loved it and they still oh. talk about it, Martha. Oh, Molly. It was and just we had, a beautiful like, evening. 
It was. It was stunning. And we had a, a socially distanced walk for Mam's birthday this year. And they're all saying, we'd love to hear you now in the session. We'd love to go back to oh, that now. That please, brilliant. can I come next year? This sounds unreal. Of course. No, Misha, I was this close to saying to you, you should come to Mammy's birthday. But I was thinking, like, I I can't get people's hopes up because it's just not going to happen oh, yeah, this yeah. year. Like, When about yeah. the year's our birthday? Year. When does it happen? First of January, man. First of January. New Legit. Year's Day, Mam's birthday session. Gorgeous. Mm. Yeah. That's our yeah. Christmas like. Yeah. Do you know, yeah. like, that's how. It was brilliant because then me, as like a blow in, was able to basically have two Christmases. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Martha, you're great. That's one of your talent, one of your many talents. You can come into any situation like this and just perfectly bloom and thrive in the situation as if you were born to be there like as soon oh, as you enter the zoom oh, you were like well God. lads what's the story how are you getting on nice to meet you Misha and you were just you're basically yeah. like you're not it like I wouldn't say in control but you are really helping this interview like gain momentum that is and have speed so generous of you my like self-deprecating paranoid insecure interpretation of that is like I came onto the zoom and I wouldn't shut up the whole time <laughs> and they were asking questions and I was like blah 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 my that's memories kind of a what's dream my favourite memory with mommy <laughs> that's the best thing for the interviewers we're like yeah talk away go for I'm it I'm like what's my favourite memory with Molly when we made people stare at us performing <laughs> for seven hours it was magical honestly that's that's something with so many artists that I'd notice. It's like they they're so talented at like engaging a room and entertaining people and then afterwards they were like, Oh my god, I'm such a whatever, do you know? It's funny. I think I, I have this like theory that I discussed with Rue the other day, um, which like I'm sure I heard it somewhere else as well, but I've been thinking about it a lot recently, which is like anything that makes a person unique or different from other people will often be one of their greatest strengths and one of their greatest weaknesses. So for instance, like I'm always full of shy talk and sometimes that can be great in the sense that like it can put people at ease because I'm very happy to embarrass myself and share (laughs) silly stories and crack jokes, even if they're shite. Um, So other people feel like they can do the same, maybe, you know, in in a certain, in a specific group. Um, But on the flip side of that, I sometimes can just go on and on and on and people are like, oh, my God, we want to go home or like that was a terrible joke, which she never gave up. And I will just not give up ever. And equally, because it comes from a place of wanting to engage people, if people are disengaged, I'll like take it really personally. You know, Mm -hmm. anyway, it's just I feel like everything that that makes us us is like beautiful because it can be wonderful or also you know our fatal flaw and that's what being human is sometimes I yeah. think that. <laughs> amazing it has me thinking now of like you know when people like are making conversation about like oh I hate this about myself or whatever like I'm starting to realize that that can or whatever it is that they hate about themselves is often like their highlight as a person you know it's their spark 100 mm. percent do you guys watch drag race at all yes i started yes. i loved yes, it and i just i life. never so i have this thing where it's like if it's not drama and if there's not acting in it i feel oh, guilty so i should be like i should be investing in myself so much drama. Drama. Yeah. i should be like studying challenges but no i know that it's drama and i know
I don't I was saying another great memory was when we myself and Molly uh, went to see Foil Arms and Hog which was our Christmas present from mention number two of the night Rue yay <laughs> Rue is the cement of mine and Martha's friendship let's just let's just be real about that for a second true he introduced have, us yeah wouldn't have met Martha without Rue wouldn't have known about Dragon without Rue yeah I mean yeah 100% but um, I was just saying what a genius concept it was to, for Christmas presents for people, just get all of your closest friends and family tickets to the same event. So Class. not only do you have this great night in store for your future self, but you also have a really thoughtful and brilliant gift for people. It's great. He got he got lucky with great. Four Lines yeah, and Hog though, because like they have a kind of comedy that's so appealing to everyone. Yeah. You know, so true, so true. I'm trying to think of like the next gig that I've booked, and would everyone I know want to attend it? And I'm like, ah, yes, Roisin Murphy in Berlin. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Roisin Murphy helpful. in Berlin. Oh, sorry. Uh, I very hopeful, like ambitiously booked. Uh, Roisin Murphy has a gig, and a close friend of mine is uh, living in Berlin at the moment. So the goal oh, cool. is for a few so of us who's to Roisin go over Murphy? there. She's um, like a kind of electronic music singer. She's really oh, good. Cool. and um, Lovely. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think I could get everyone that for Christmas now. I think that would be too much of an ask to <laughs> get everyone to <laughs> Well, don't to exclude me. <laughs> <laughs> it's gas. When you said Roisin Murphy in Berlin, I got this. I thought you were talking about two different pubs. Oh, I thought you were talking about like a Roisin Murphy pub. I was like, is that in Galway? And you were like Berlin. I was like, that's in that's in Dave Street. (laughs) The Roisin Dove and Berlin. Oh yeah. (laughs) Listen, you can buy me a ticket for any pub. (laughs) (laughs) That's what the future's going to be now. Like, oh, do you have your? Getting tickets for pubs and you you have have to like ring in. uh, Do you have your ticket for the Rooster in Roscommon now? Do you know they're nearly sold out? (laughs) No ticket, not getting in. Okay, shall we do a question? Yeah, I have a gag about one of these questions, which is when I was listening to you guys do them, um, you had that question. There was one which was, um, who in your life are you comfortable being the most vulnerable around? Mm. And Mm -hmm. in my head, (laughs) you know, the way you hear these things and you're answering the questions for yourself as well. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, of course. And I was like answering that question and I was like, literally name a person. I, was like, I love that. Name them. I will be fully vulnerable around them. I'm a crier. I am a semi-permeable oh, membrane of emotion at all times. And I was That's like, so you guys are just so amazing. <laughs> I love that. I was just Go like, you guys self. are so together and self-sufficient in comparison. I was just like, mm, click your fingers. I might be crying. <laughs> <laughs> you are so future me. I love it. We are the same soul. <laughs> Come oh here, Martha. God. Well, that's a compliment to me. Yay. And me. Yay. <laughs> when was the last time you felt most yourself? Oh, I love this question. Um, so I have this. <laughs> I have this bright yellow onesie. And yes. it's, a, it's a Tweety Bird onesie. And embroidered onto it, you have the extremely chic and humorous slogan, don't mess with this chick. Yes. And then it's... <laughs> Comedy gold. It's got a little tweety, like two hairs coming out of the top of it. 
<laughs> and it was a, a gift from my mammy for Christmas. And I just, anytime I'm wearing it, it's also got like, I've had it since <laughs> December. So a whole probably five I weeks I thought you were going to be like, since I was born. <laughs> <laughs> I got it this year. And I... <laughs> Although I would have worn it as a baby too. Um, <laughs> and since I've got it, just because I wear it whenever I'm feeling cozy and just warm and like doing a nice thing in the evening, I just have loads of food stains on it. And <laughs> that's me in my dressing gown. <laughs> <laughs> it's so ridiculous and it's so outrageous and completely like already a bit gross looking. <laughs> and whenever I'm wearing it, I'm like, yes, this is me. <laughs> this is me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll Honestly, just pop it on and I'll stick on 20 episodes of The Office or oh, call my yes. agent or whatever it is, the drag race or and I'll just be eating my popcorn and my chocolate and I'll be like, what more could you want? Happy. That is literally happiness right Oh, there. that's my it weekend. Is. That is my weekend now. Thank you for And it's not so, so bad. It's <laughs> no, so it's so bad. solid. It is a good life. <laughs> it is actually it is I'm gonna use life. that to segue into something that I've been wanting to ask you. Um, Tell me. So you were talking about a book on the gram called Wintering. Oh, yes. Uh huh. And I think you talked about it in your Fizz Chips and Chats podcast as well. You Did were saying I? I've been hibernating because it's winter. Oh yes. Essentially, yeah. still is hibernating. So I want yes. you to talk to me about the importance of rest in your life. Yes. Mm. Because as you know, Molly, I have a lot of You're good time for rest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, but that's okay, why you're so such a hard so... worker. <laughs> because I've probably slept about 10 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, so I saw this book. I work part time in a bookshop and um, which is, you know, good. And uh, in my opinion, a nice way to do like if we're also eking, uh, if we're also kind of creeping into the more professional uh, part of this podcast, um, <laughs> I think having a part time job is a really good way to be able to focus on creative things. But also, you know, I think it gives you perspective because you go into a yeah. different job where t- the your frames of reference are different. The tasks are totally different. It's much mm. more manual work. Um and you you talk to your colleagues about completely different things. I think it's, it really, I love it. It keeps me grounded. The people I work with are incredible, really inspiring. And, um, and also because you're getting a steady paycheck from the work, you're not like absolutely tearing your hair out if there's no mm-hmm. uh, funding coming in or no upcoming projects. So yeah, anyway, all this to say I work in a book- bookshop and I love it. No, and I've had it, I've worked there for about a year, year and a bit now. And pr- prior to that, I was going from cafe to restaurant and uh, constantly stressed because, uh, unfortunately, a lot of jobs in that industry are quite precarious. Like I was working in a restaurant and then all of a sudden it was closed down and they were like, this is your last shift. And then I had no work and it was absolutely miserable. But mm. anyway, <laughs> I've said it before and I'll say it again. All this to say I work in a bookshop <laughs> and <laughs> I love to sleep. <clears throat> Where's the link, says everyone. Uh, I love sleep. I think it's so, so important. I think it's really, uh, for me personally, I feel like if I don't sleep eight hours, and I know it's different mm-hmm. for everyone, but if I don't sleep about eight hours, like my digestion is different. Shout out oh, to Bloaties yes. for helping me on those harder <laughs> days. Um, I 
yeah, I struggle to concentrate. I'm in a worse mood, all this kind of thing. And so I saw this book in the shop called Wintering. And it basically, it literally just said the power of rest and retreat in difficult times on the front of it. And I was like, yes, I'll be getting that. Thank you very Mm, much. Perfect. And so, yeah, so it came about, my purchase of this book came about through my love of sleep and through seeing it in a bookshop. I hadn't heard anything else about it. And I started to read it and I was just absolutely beautiful. And it's kind of part essay, part biography um, and part research paper on different types of different ways that in 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 parts of the world that face the harshest winters, such as Scandinavia and um, um, I suppose she also talks about metaphorical winters, such as people who go through uh, illness and grief and okay, more challenging yeah. things. She talks about the importance of basically certain things to um to just help you through them and, and ways of resting. And, and we live in a society that's constantly expects us to be uh, in a, in a summer. We're in an overlit society is her word. Yeah. And actually I, you might notice, I know uh, listeners can't see this right now, but um, I have recently started um, only using dim lights in the evenings, especially in winter. Okay. So yeah. I won't use any um, main lights, or I'll try, obviously, you know, if you need to read a book or whatever, it's different. But um, yeah, so lowering the lights. And anyway, so she talks about how like in winter, you know, life isn't just a constant summer. There are winters and they're just as important. In fact, they're more important because they teach us important life life lessons and they kind of allow us to replenish our energy stores, both emotional and physical. You know, if you're sleeping lots and you're eating lots and you're just kind of going for mindful walks and that kind of thing, then when you reach a period in your life with more stimulation where you're sleeping less, you'll be better equipped to cope. Similarly, mm, um, yeah, when we almost stocked very- up on that energy like. Exactly. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. And the lights thing is to do with like you'll sleep better if you haven't um had as much bright light. So Yeah, because you have like an internal body clock and your eyes like they take messages from the light yes. in your environment. So if it's really mm-hmm. bright, um you'll have like more energy. Do you know? Like and the darkness will make you do you know it's kind of Yes. Speaks for One hundred percent. And like your circadian rhythm uh, circadian yeah. I can't say them. Headspace is talking about that last week. Come through circadian rhythm. Circadian or circadian, depending on your inclination, rhythms and how they're really important and basically they are what makes us sleep more in winter and less in summer. Mm. So you know, if you if we were all f- following our natural body clocks and were exclusively expo- exposed to natural light, we would sleep significantly more in winter than in summer. Mm. So I'm just trying to adjust my life to allow myself to get all that extra sleep because, as I mentioned, I love sleep. <laughs> Yay. Uh, That's mad. I did a self-tape last weekend and for self-taping in the winter, I need a mad lighting system because there's no natural light when I come yeah. home from work. So I had a desk lamp and it was like one of those mm. bendy lamps, like the Pixar like you know yes the bouncy lamp <laughs> it was one of those yeah. i had it clipped to a shoe box because i had to have the tripod up and it was a whole big rigmarole and i basically had the lamp shining right into my face when i was doing mm. this and i finished yeah. up converted it mp3 at around 11 o'clock didn't sleep till about one lads i was wired wow. i was wow. wired what to know? take from this listeners to- <laughs> light is coffee i repeat light is light coffee. is coffee <laughs> you're so right how do you take your light, Martha? <laughs> Dim in Sparingly. the evening. God bless. 
But I like, took this notion. Sorry, Molly, go on. No, no, you're, I was just going to say, like, uh, alternatively, you can take from that, like, if you are feeling drowsy or sleepy or if you work, if you work, like, in a warehouse like me where there's no windows, like, stepping outside mm. is good because it'll remind your body, oh, it's daytime, you know. Yeah. And it's actually such a huge privilege, um, you know, to be able to expose yourself to natural light because obviously mm. there are so many jobs or situations in the world um, where... Um, that's not something that people have the option to do. So it's a huge yeah. privilege to even be able to expose ourselves to daylight and that kind of thing. So, um, so yeah, it's, 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 it's great. And I think, you know, when we've got it, we should grab it because it's exactly. uh, lovely. I, I love, I love what you said about having a part-time job there as well. I found yeah, the I same agree. from, from working through lockdown, like it, like at first, like I was raging mm. going back into a job cause I was unemployed for so long and I really enjoyed yeah. being unemployed cause I was so tired mm. Um, but going back into work then I was raging but then after a while I was like this is a whole other world there are people yeah. here with lives and families and, and you're I'm not talking about art <laughs> exactly like yeah <laughs> and they they think I've notions and like yeah 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 <laughs> I'm doing it's I'm, great it's like it's great for your old humility when you're like oh my yeah, god exactly. I'm so Humble. stressed about yeah. this bloody funding application and people are just kind of like Oh, okay. Like, I mean, very respectful, but also, yeah. you know, that to them, it's like, you know, whatever, you know, if, you know, you don't get this funding, you know, you're still, <laughs> it's like, I, or like, they actually don't say or communicate any of this to me. And this is fully projection. But when yeah. I say <laughs> things, when I express some of these very, um, I suppose to me, I suppose, superficial worries to people at work it makes me realize that like ah, actually it's grand like you know I have my health I have you know True. a lot of lovely people yeah. in my life those are the things that matters because because those are the things that I have in common with my colleagues mm. um yep. and like you're human at the end of the day gal exactly yeah do you, you know, know what I mean yeah. when you talk about your very specific worries to someone who doesn't share the very the same very specific worries you're like oh this is actually not that big a deal <laughs> exactly you hit the nail on the head sleep is the most important thing we all have to sleep and that's it <laughs> exactly we can now, always talk about sleep yeah. sleep and tea um so fizz and chips Ooh, your yes. productions company that's us <laughs> How was it? How did it emerge? Well, it emerged because a few of us met myself and your brother, Ruan, and Lindsay Woods Dawson (laughs) and (laughs) Orleni Chiara. Um, The four of us met uh, through a theatre and education company, Pickles, which um, we talked extensively about this um on probably most of the episodes of our podcast fizz chips and chat so i don't want to bore anyone who has um listened to that but yeah so we met on tour and we just got on really well and we started writing songs primarily Mm. on tour and just talking about theater that we liked and having the crack and and then that just kind of carried over into our post-tour life and we couldn't really let go because we had so much fun with it. And yeah, it was around that time that I suppose I decided to pursue theatre or, you know, a career in the arts full time because I'd been doing the tour for a year. So I was like, OK, you ca- this is something you can do. This is something you can. Excuse me, burped. Uh, this is something <laughs> that you can make a living from. Feel free to keep the burp, by the way. Hashtag no shame. And um, <laughs> yeah, so we just loved it. And um, and come here. And yeah. What was it like? So bringing it back to like that summer camp, you know, 
non-profit, lovely, yeah. fun feeling you get from like theatre or art or even sport yeah. or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. What and you you know oh we're gonna be friends together let's start a band yeah. let's start a theater company yeah. Yeah. so obviously you had that gorgeous feeling but obviously as yes. a lot of people would know you have that yeah. and then it dissipates when things go back to normal yeah. so what was different yeah. with fizz and chips that you actually stayed together working and slogging and making work together what was different there probably the friendship was very strong Aww. um we'd lived together. And seeing no one else because we were in rural parts of France for nine months. So when tour ended, it was like, I, it was just a job unlike any anything I've ever done. Um, it was so intense. And so we were just so not used to not being around each other that we kept in touch a lot. You know, we, we'd clicked with a lot and, 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 you know, we were making work together. And so we all kept in touch and... By virtue of that, anytime we met up, we would just end up writing more music or writing more scenes. And uh, yeah, I think at the heart of it is just friendship and friendship and the feeling of having fun and the excitement of, you know, we have a, I would say, you know, we all have a very similar sense of humor. I don't even know if we have a similar sense of humor or we just became really alike because we basically (laughs) saw no one else for a year. But we all find each other really, really funny. And um, so when we get into that creative headspace, the work just kind of flows and we just tend to agree on all matters relating to kind of taste and the creative direction of projects, which I guess is where a lot of projects lose steam is when people start disagreeing on, Mm. you know, the direction you want to take things. And that just didn't really happen because again, we just kind of were like, I know this person's going to like this. I know, you know, I'd be like, oh yeah, like that's, you know, I know Orla's got that covered and that's going to be great. And I know Lindsay's going to do that and it's going to be hilarious. And, you know, we just kind of, you know, had that trust and um, an understanding of the way each other worked. So I would say that is. So theatre company, starter pack. Yes. Rural France. Guitar. Yeah. Crack. Crack. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) A lot, a lot, a lot of red wine and a lot of sleep. Oh, my God. On tour, Lindsay and I like both would go to bed at... 8.30 p.m. on a regular basis. To be fair, we needed to get up at like 4 or 5 a.m. sometimes to go to our shows. I I thought you were saying 8.30 a.m. there for a second because you were talking about wine. So we'd go to bed at half a.m. Oh, no, no. (laughs) We drank a a lot of wine, but we did not have many late nights. It would be like, bottle of wine, bed by nine. Oh, oh, I love that. Dream. Get me a t-shirt with that. I know. Class. I know. I can't believe no one says it. Oh my God. Classic me liking my own bad joke. <laughs> That's the episode name there. We love it. That's it. Oh my God. It is. Thank you. <laughs> Bottle of wine. Bed by nine. Lovely. Oh my God. But Let's yes. celebrate that. So that, that was, was gorgeous. That was tour and it was wonderful and it was very difficult at times, but also an incredible experience. And I'm so glad I did it because afterwards I was kind of like, I think a lot of us felt this way. I was like, I could do any job in the world now because. Yeah, amazing. Physically and. So that job, it, so I should, I'm cleaning up a bit of spilled tea here. Sorry, you carry on. Just physically. <laughs> You're grand. Um, Physically and in terms of being isolated from your friends and family at home and in terms like, you know, so I mean, I'm not a particularly athletic person. So we'd be doing two, three, we'd, you know, be doing up to 14 shows a week. Um, and is that kind of torn around schools or yeah, what's the story? Yeah. So you're turning around cool. schools, which also means that you're setting up the stage every day. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just quite like physically tiring. Um, 
and then as I said kind of isolating you'd have weekends that like the tour manager who's the person with the van would like maybe head off for the weekend so you'd be the four of ye um in the kind of the jeet or the the gaff they're not airbnbs but yeah the gaff you're the um, gaff <laughs> for the weekend and sometimes there's no wi-fi and you're just absolutely plonked there i remember there was one where we were we'd no shows i think wednesday thursday friday that week because mm-hmm. it was maybe a school holiday um but we'd monday and tuesday and then on tuesday the tour manager left um left with the van we were in the middle of nowhere there was <gasps> no wi-fi <laughs> And we were just left in a house. To be fair, we went to the supermarket the day before. So we were left in a house full of food. With We hadn't made any plans. You know, it's not like we could have gone to the bookshop to pick up some books to read. You mm-hmm. know, uh, got some DVDs. Nothing. We had absolutely And you had no transport, bikes. You were nothing. just in the middle of nowhere, was absolutely it? Absolutely nothing. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, I remember desperately trying to watch the most recent episode of Riverdale using my phone data. Gosh. And it running <laughs> And it running the golden age Priorities. of Riverdale, twenty seventeen. Yes, and trying oh, wow, to yeah. watch it, and then it cut out seventeen minutes in, and I was like, "What am I going to do for the next five days?" <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of that episode of The Office where they all go and watch Glee. Yeah, I haven't got that far. <gasps> the whole office. Oh, it's great crack. <laughs> oh, it's good. Um, <laughs> I'm excited. Come here. So, Fizz and Chips was born in rural France in a van with a guitar. Mm-hmm. And he went on to make amazing shows. Now, oh, there was Dragon, you, which was amazing. But I actually really want to ask a bit, of, ask you a bit about Lassarain. Because yeah, it's go one ahead. that looks really interesting. And mm-hmm. actually, I'm ashamed to say this because I've worked with you and I think you're great. And I think everyone who's involved in Fizz and Chips is an absolute trooper. But I don't know that much about Lassarain. So please implore me. So I is that the right verb? Yes, we'll study. I used it perfectly. You. <laughs> I implore you. Thank I am you. so sorry. I am so sorry. Please cut that out. I, I <laughs> No, no, we need that in because I made the mistake. Go on. Lathorain. So Orla had been working on that um initially as part of um a project in Galway. And so for anyone I, at, for the boys and girls and non-binaries at home, who's Orla? Orla's the other half of the podcast. She's co-founders. The the other half of Fizz Chips and Chats, co-founder, Fizz and Chips, performer, divisor, um, producer. She can do. She can do it all. All right. Gwail Gore. Gwail Gore, absolutely. Uh, Gorgeous Gwail got on her. And um, she, I I became involved when she um, started working towards, or Fizz and Chips kind of came, came on board when she was developing it uh, in the riverbank as a work in progress. So I can't take credit for coming up with the idea, but I uh, came on board for a bit of the devising. And it's about basically a flamingo who falls out of the sky, um, who's fleeing the Amazon uh, due to fires in the rainforests and ends up in a farm in the middle of Kildare called Ferrum Podgy. <laughs> oh my God, I'm in love. This is the best story in the whole world. And so that was, yeah, that was the initial concept. And then we've since developed it loads and it's just been such good crack. And it's basically like, oh my God. So all the different animals in the farm adapting to having the flamingo there. And, you know, some react well, some react badly. And, um, you know, we, we, we were really fortunate to do a wee residency in Branner last year, uh, right before lockdown. Actually, it was like the, it was the week of first lockdown so everything okay. went into lockdown on the thursday i think mm-hmm. and 
we were you were still been, there we were still there yeah flamingo art oh, stranded making our flamingo art being like what's a lockdown and we had already felt quite like in self-isolation for a week because we hadn't seen yeah. anyone else and yeah, we were in the middle of Galway it was kind of like rural France vibes yeah exactly that's kind of where you thrive a rural retreat (laughs) (laughs) it's just because we're all so easily distracted um, by other things but as we developed it so we we managed to finish a script but we haven't been able to put it up um as a full show yet because of obvious reasons and Mm. um so it's still a work in progress like well we've we finished the script but our last performance of it was a work in progress Mm -hmm. and we turned it into a wee musical which was really fun and we kind of each (laughs) each animal in the farm is loosely based off a celebrity (gasps) so basically like the 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 rooster is called eggy mercury and has this queen-esque song to wake up the farm and then the cat is called Tom Cat Waits and <laughs> oh has a really like God, I got a, a little message cat. for you. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's genius. So what that's about the flamingo? Does the, the flamingo, flamingo have a name? doesn't so the flamingo the play is bilingual there's Guelga and Verla in it except Amazing. for the flamingo because the flamingo's in a new country so oh, yeah. the flamingo doesn't yes. speak but exclusively communicates through ballet. Beautiful. Wow. And um, Laura Chambers is the dancer that we worked with, and she was just absolutely incredible. And it was just, it was such a pleasure to be able to work with someone who's, um, you know, so physically talented. And yeah. I'm not much of a movement person myself, but um, love to work kind of in an interdisciplinary way using a lot of movement. Um, I've been very lucky that a lot of, like, both Orla and Lindsay are fantastic at choreography and movement and dance and so um it's been great to be able to integrate that into a lot of our performances too that show sounds so educational on so many levels because like i can i can already feel these themes of like let's say the animals are people i can feel themes of like racial integrate oh hit the mic i was gonna say refugee kind of yeah racial integration and refugees and i'm also thinking as well like if you think back animals again i'm thinking of coronavirus because Mm. like a lot of people are saying that because of climate change like people all around the world because there's so much travel are becoming are coming in contact with these diseases that belong on the other not belong but like came from the other side of the world because we're in such close proximity to animals now because of agriculture Mm-hmm. So it can be like yeah, we we kind of say or how should I phrase this? It's a play that we hope will address themes around climate change and migration, cool. and um, kind of introduce young people to those subjects um, through the metaphor of these animals yeah. and these quirky, crazy little characters. And I'm really, you know, I'm really proud of it. And I hope that it soon does see the light of day. And we've had really good responses from uh, lovely um, theatres that we've worked with. So we're certain it'll be on at some point, but we just don't know when in the same way that no one knows when anything is going to be anything yeah. anymore. <laughs> Speaking of which, look at me with my segue. Did you did you guys ever Go notice on. that Segway is spelt like S E G U E? It's like Sig. It's spelt like Sig. Segway. But I thought it would be like S E G W A Y. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> I oh, wish. Um, oh, the English language. So you you talked there about like you know don't know when Lassarain's gonna be on the stage mm. or we don't know when anything's happening yes. anymore. But yeah, at some point during the past year, Martha Fitzgerald mm. woke up and was like. 
do you know what? I'm not going to let this hold me back anymore. <laughs> we're going to translate Fizz and Chips Theatre Company to Fizz and Chips Productions and we're going to make a Woo. fucking short film. <laughs> okay, so short well, films are obviously like you can make them like with... You can make them with COVID in mind a lot handier than you can theatre because it doesn't yep. need an audience. Mm. Not like present anyways. Mm. Talk to us about Fatchiest Brackets, the first Tell me everything, girls. So the transition to Fizz and Chips Productions was a much more gradual thing because we'd been doing the podcast as well and because we'd, uh, Lindsay and I had worked on a radio play um, and then we did the short film. So yes, and then we were like, lads, we do a lot more than theatre at this stage. So let's, you know, change our name to reflect that so the name kind of came afterwards but yeah so the short film was just brilliant to to work on it was such a wonderful like for me it was actually I think potentially the best day of 2020 for me Um, it was a brilliant day because I suppose myself and Orla and Lindsay had been working on it for so long and in the six weeks prior to the sh- to the day of the shoot, I honestly was petrified. Like every single morning, I don't know if any, either of you get this, but whenever I'm going through a particularly anxious period, I um whenever I wake up in the morning, I just can't get back to sleep, whether it's yeah. five a.m. Oh, yeah. or seven a.m. or eight a.m. Mm. But as soon as I wake up, that's me. And that was me for the whole of November because the shoot was at the oh, end of November. No. And every morning I would wake up and I would be thinking about the film and thinking about something else that could go wrong because like there is so much that can go wrong in film. And yes. <laughs> myself and Orla, we were on Zooms and, and Lindsay as well. We were on Zooms with so many different film people who had worked in film and with experience in film for advice because we hadn't made a film before it was new and territory for you it such new territory mm. and it just seemed like so many different things could go wrong like we we had enough to pay everyone for one day so if it rained we couldn't make the film do you know what i mean yeah like totally it was yeah. bananas and like we had local residents nearby and you know if anyone came and kicked up a fuss we wouldn't be able to do the film and if it was you know there was just so many different things that could have gone wrong that every single day it would it would be like I I would imagine something else that could happen and you know what there's um, probably filmmakers today who have been making films for 20-30 years who have those same thoughts as you do do you know yeah yeah I wonder about that because it actually reminded me of the first time we put on Dragon for Seen and Heard um, because that was the first time I suppose we put on any kind of uh, fully professional production and it was that same fear mm. and I wondered then if since it came back for Fatius about two years yet later I was like is this just the feeling of doing something new mm. and once again that's also kind of a huge privilege that you know I've I've been able to try out these new things and I feel like I learned more over the month of November than I learned in the pre in the rest of 2020 because yeah. I was just reading constantly about directing and about film directing I like got this brilliant book called but what I really want to do is direct um by Ken Quapis <laughs> and he actually is one of the producers and writers on the office sorry producers and directors on the office oh amazing um, I want to read that it's so good oh my god it's brilliant and you're a great so book funny, recommender yeah. by the way sorry go on yeah i'm loving <laughs> these two recommend so so far we have wintering and but what i really wanted to do is direct great fatius was yeah it was just 
And can I ask, did, were, did, were you like, did you wake up and think one day I better translate, I better learn skills that I can still, so I can still make art in lockdown? Or were you, were you, was filmmaking something you always wanted to do? So subconsciously I think filmmaking was something I maybe wanted to do it was but in the same way that I think everyone working in the arts kind of does just because we're exposed to so much film from the time we're really young um it's probably the most accessible form of media media film and television or at least accessible form of storytelling in a way you know you'd sit down to watch the cartoons when you're a child or whatever and from then on I don't know I I feel like it was just Mm. always a really big part of my life so we have this um understanding of the inner workings and the making of film in a way that we probably don't realize until we start thinking about making a film so you know when I was kind of doing the shot list I'd be like okay then I want I'd be saying to our director of photography Alba who's amazing I'd be like okay so I want the shot to look like this and she'd be like okay that's called a wide angle shot and I'd be like cool and then I want it to be like this and she'd be like that's called dead on and uh, so I would know what I wanted to look like and that would probably subconsciously come from references to other films, but mm. I wouldn't know what it was called. I never studied film, you know? So, um, but in terms of the actual inspiration for the film itself, it was honestly the factory where we filmed. Mm. So tell us because about Because we filmed in a factory, in a former board Namona Pete Briquette factory, which closed down 27 years ago. And it's near where my dad lives in. How's your mother for turf? Spends a lot of his time in. (laughs) How's your mother for turf? (laughs) (laughs) Is uh, that a reference to something? It is because I went on a massive stalk of Misha's Visco one time. And it's a beautiful Visco. And I just got really curious about Visco all of a sudden. I was like, what is this beautiful place where mainly women just share everything, even though they're like more so than they would on their Instagram. Do you know, it's like a, it's Mm. like a finster. But uh, it was a mm. great and her bio on it was how is your mother for turf and I just thought it was the best still is. <laughs> still is but anyways bored in a moment it's a strong statement so good I love asking people's bios if we have time let's do that in a minute oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but with the sorry the prepple of the plant anyway former processing plant for Pete and anytime I went for a walk there because it's near where my dad stays um I would just think how incredibly stunning it was and how much I wanted to bring some form of art there. And then when we'd been locked down for a while, I suppose I just kind of thought, well, now's the time. Think of an idea to make a film here. And uh, I wanted to come up with something really simple. I won't give any spoilers, Mm. but uh, it's very straightforward. And initially, before we were very lucky to get some funding from Kildare County Council, we... um, we were initially just, uh, you know, myself and Orla had planned we were going to do it on like an iPhone and we were just going to kind of do it all ourselves, totally DIY. Uh, and then it actually ended up getting bigger than we initially predict. Pre- pre- it got bigger than we initially thought it would. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the the initial inspiration was very much um, the the factory. Yeah. It was just the like absolutely I just always found it so striking to look at and I thought it was incredible Mm. that it had been abandoned for so long and it's so near Dublin and there's so many very built up areas nearby but it's just this relic from a former time and I thought that was fascinating. You really found an absolute gem of location, yeah. And on (laughs) the day, I remember it was just so feckin' magical. So, this isn't any spoilers now, I'm just going to talk about the weather. Um, 
so yeah, the thing was, as long as it doesn't rain, it's going to be fine. And mm. then on the day we had the thickest fog that I had ever yeah. been out in. Yeah. The yeah. Misha, how did I describe it? That's literally you were telling me because you were talking about going and shooting this film and I in my head because I'm a I'm a film person I was like geez I hope they get the it's like a wedding geez I hope you get the weather for it like, <laughs> it you know is like a wedding isn't yeah. it and you were texting yeah. me because you were like chatting exactly. a few days I'm off doing this film and I was like great best of luck and all <laughs> and I had my eye on the RT news I was like Jesus Molly's going off film and how does she get on <laughs> and then you text me a few days later and I was like well how's things and you're like Misha the weather was gorgeous. <laughs> and this fog it sounds I, I'm dying to see this film I really am first of all because it has two amazing artistic people that I know of and then other people that I kind of half know of second hand that I sound really cool but this fog sounds so exciting like if you wanted yeah. a day with fog you wouldn't have got it like mm. yeah like we just got so so lucky is the only way to put it and um, it was like an extra it was like I, you didn't need it but the fact that you had it fit really well there. Yeah. With, the, yeah with the scene and, and everything yeah it was just, that's, I guess why it was the best day of my year was because I was so, I planned. It's rare that you get to prepare for something. Mm. Yeah. For a very, very long time. And then the event itself is not disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's art. Things fell into place. And uh, it was the closest yeah. that I've ever felt to being in the album folklore. Because oh, we stayed wow. in a cottage with the little fire in the fireplace. We, we talked we had, about coffee. <laughs> we talked about coffee. We had our dinner in the shed, socially distanced. Um, then the filming, we were in the forest and we were in the fog. And that's all like, you know, little um, little folklore vibes. And we were we were listening to folklore that yeah. night as well. It was it was what we everyone were. was listening to. It was folklore era. Um, oh, it was so nice. I was going to say just in terms of Fatius that... Um, you know, it's in post-production now and that we have an Instagram, uh, Fatius, F-A-I-T-I-O-S underscore short. Give it a Mm. follow. And we'll be posting there whenever it's available for watching or for online renting (laughs) or whatever it might be um, when that time comes. But yeah, we're really looking forward to releasing it. And our Instagram is as a company, if you're interested in hearing more. And we've lots of, we're really lucky at the moment. We have, um, it's an exciting time, um, We've got lots of projects coming up that I'm very excited for, tentatively excited for. So if you'd like to follow us, we're at Fizz and Chips Productions and is on that Twitter on? at Fizz yeah. and Chips TC. Perfect. Instagram is at Fizz and Chips Productions. Twitter is at Fizz and Chips TC. Yeah. And Facebook, if you look up Fizz and Chips Productions as well. If you're above the age of 30 and you still use Facebook... <laughs> No, no, no. You get back in your box, Molly. Molly, I'm basically 30. That is so No, you're not. Um, I honestly am. I remember one day on your birthday, we were rehearsing for your master's thesis play. Oh, yeah. Oh, we've had good times. We had good times. And it was was either the day of your birthday. I think it was the day after your birthday. So you were out the night before. (gasps) And it was the most beautiful example of someone so hardworking that they're going to enjoy their hungover state. <laughs> like a week's washing. And look after themselves while working really hard with the actors. It was an amazing example. And I'm going to take that into my, my future career. Because what a hero. You, you were unashamed of being hungover because you had a great time. And you were really looking after yourself. You had your tracksuit bottoms. You had your takeaway coffee. Yes. But you were all, and you were like, I had a great time. I'm really hungover. But let's get to work, ladies. Do you know? <laughs> 
yes. like you were just well able to get in there. Um, but you I said would say amazing. I think. Sorry, go on. Go I think on, Edel, I think some, someone was talking about people doing magic tricks. And you were like, I'm just not impressed by magic tricks because like life itself is kind of magical. Wow. <laughs> One day you wake up and you're 26. That's fairly magical to me. <laughs> and it was my favorite Martha moment ever. <laughs> I love this. I don't remember that at all. But it does sound like the musings of a hungover Martha. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God, that was hilarious. That was like a very significant month for me because yeah, so I'd done my master's that year and that was again, just kind of committing to like, yeah, I am going to do it. I'm going to pursue the arts full time. It was a master's in theater practice. And so that was coming to an end and we had our show and I was so really proud of the work we'd done together. And obviously my birthday is in May, so I'm a bit of a birthday princess. So that's always a significant <laughs> month. And um, I also decided to shave my head that month. And I just remember being oh, like, yeah! what a time. It, it just felt so freeing. And yeah, it was just a great month of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you described your haircut as Sinead O'Connor and a bit. <laughs> Another yeah. potential podcast name, Claude. <laughs> now, I'm not I claiming to be like her or make work that could even hold a candle to the quality of hers, but hairstyle-wise, <laughs> I've been there. there. <laughs> been there, Big got boss. the haircut. <laughs> Come here, Misha. Yes. You have a question. Sorry, will you will you throw out the old Instagram questions or if you have any any other you questions, that would be beautiful as well. Yeah, you're grand. While we're on Sinead O'Connor, one of the questions we got on Instagram was if you could collaborate with anyone dead or alive, who would it be? What would <gasps> we Sinead say O'Connor? that's from our dear Matthew Nolan? That's from Matthew. That is from Matthew. Thank you so much, my love. Who's worked with Martha oh before. Oh my God. No way. I use our old friends. Yeah, he was a dragon boy. I haven't met Matthew, Happy but he seems lovely. Asked he questions. was a really fancy waiter who had like the oh unreal. He was that was he was such a good waiter. <laughs> oh, he is I such a good I physical performer. Now. Like he could just be he on is. the stage and like blending into the background, and you would still laugh at him. Like in as in like mm-hmm. he'll do a quirky thing with his physicality that will intentionally be humorous, and like it'll just always stand out because he does it so well. Um, like with that waiter. Um, Oh, like I think Lindsay and I were co-directing that version of Dragon. I think Lindsay literally just said to him, "Okay, can you just walk on with panache or something?" And he <laughs> strutted onto the stage, like absolutely made a dance out of putting the tablecloth on the table. It was just phenomenal. Anyway, sorry. Panache. The question. Dead right. The question is: collaborate with anyone living or dead? Well, I think I've answered my own question. Potentially Mindy Kaling. Um, okay. she is. Television writer, comedian. Um, I just really, really admire her and I love the work she makes and I think she just seems like such an incredible person. I think she's so funny. Um, just So yeah. she's in the office and she's in something else. So she's she wrote oh. so she wrote most recently a TV show called Never Have I Ever on Netflix. And I am okay. a sucker for a for Great. any kind of teen realism with female leads. Yes, um, I'm here for it. So, never have I ever is very much that. She also wrote her own show, which she starred in, called the Mindy Project, which <laughs> featured oh, yeah. her as this like chaotic doctor with horrific dating habits, and um, it was just really, really funny. 
and I loved it and responded to it very well. I should actually rewatch it because I haven't watched it since I was about 21. But um, switches, what, like six years ago? Um, but yeah, so that is probably who I would choose. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else. Like, oh, obviously Lin-Manuel Miranda because... Oh. Obviously. Yes. Obviously. Yes. Oh my god. Oh my so god, please my bring me too. Dream setup. Me too. Misha, you're going to be there too. Misha, yeah. <laughs> Lynn Manuel, Mindy, myself working oh. on some kind of new musical comedy. And I just think I'm actually yes. try, I'm working on a new musical at the moment and as I always do when I'm working on new musicals, I just go back to Hamilton and I listen to everything over and over and over because the more I listen, the yes. more little yes. nuggets of intelligence I find within the it. The more you find every mm. time you listen to it, like you really do, I think. And I've listened to it so many times. That is a soundtrack of 2020 to me because that's when it's I got into incredible. it. But you hear new things every single time. It's incredible. Yeah. And I, there's like... What's your these... favourite lyric from Hamilton? What's oh. my favourite lyric? Do you know what? Uh, when, when you were talking about the lyric um, uh, now my life gets better every day that, that you write, write me, me. Yeah. I do <laughs> love that one as well and it was funny because it was stuck in my head about a week or two ago and then I listened to the pod and I was like what there are the is. odds <laughs> um, but I think probably I love 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 the bit in Satisfied where she goes through the reasons and it's like number one oh, yeah. <laughs> number two yes. number three and and then yeah. when it goes into the it, like increases in intensity up to the point where it's like i know my sister like i know my no own mind you will never yeah. find right. anyone oh. as trusting or as kind, kind. But that <laughs> i love it yeah it's just oh she'd be suddenly resigned oh my god it, we're the same just... soul martha we're the same soul oh it's phenomenal and um so yeah so that they they'd be my dream collaborators bit american centric but um look they're just the first people that came into my head so don't judge mm. me just if you're bringing me <laughs> no if you're bringing me you've a bit of roscommon god bless <laughs> that's true <laughs> that's true so it's we've got roscommon dublin and the americas <laughs> amazing okay, i'm ladies. absolutely delighted what a lovely oh, time i hate that that's very roscommon of me ladies, ladies. The women, the lovely, ladies. Oh, the, lo- um, the lovely ladies of <laughs> the live image. Lads, I really fucking enjoyed today. What a today is chat. the first time I drove a car by myself <gasps> while listening to my own music and singing my heart out during Golden Hour. And Martha, you know how much I love Golden oh, Hour. Oh, and my had God. my first podcast group interview, group hug. It didn't actually feel like an interview, it was just, just a know. chat. It was a bit of crack. You know, yeah. at the start I was recording and I had my computer kind of facing me so I could see the audacity going. Yeah. And mm. then later on, I just turned my computer away and just forgot I was being recorded. And yeah, I could I was tell, just like, I could tell you really melted into it. It was lovely. That. <laughs> I just wish we could keep going for approximately five hours. We I can know. another time with a bottle of wine and we will we have a great crack. With a bottle of wine. We will when we're Can I be together. a... Can I officially be a friend of the pod? Oh, yes. You are a friend of the pod. Already. Always were. The first friend of the pod. God bless. Regular friend of the pod. Yeah. Yay. I absolutely love that. And it's just been so fun. And let's do this again, in even in a non-interview context. Yeah, It's so great to see exactly. new faces. Like, I know. It's just great to be exposed to your energies. Yay. <laughs> it'd be cool to have like a group zoom sometime with like mm. yourself maybe we can throw Rue and Lindsay in there we can all just have a chat yeah. play a few games maybe that sounds like great oh, crack that will be 
so much fun. Yeah. There's this um, wonderful, I'm actually going to throw it out there now because I think people need a bit of this right now. There's this wonderful website. Can't tell you what it is, but you can play Pictionary with everyone <gasps> and you can see everyone's faces while they're like drawing the thing and everyone's like typing in their answers really quickly. <laughs> oh my God. It's great fun with a few bevies on a Friday night. That sounds brilliant. And like, yeah. I love all of these online things you can do. Like there's one, it's called like Televideo Party or something. And it's like, you watch oh, yeah. Netflix, but there's a chat oh, yeah. bar and you oh, log lovely. in with your friends. And so if like one person pauses it, it pauses for everyone. So like everyone's yeah. on at the same time. And There's uh, another one as well. And you can see everyone while they're watching. And it can be a bit distracting. Like it, it depends a lot on what you're watching, but it can be fun to watch other people's reactions. Like me and the girls from school did it with a horror. So it was really funny just oh, to see everyone. Oh my God. No. Gas Molly, are you a horror girl? Are you a horror, horror girl? Do you know what? This is um, a controversial one because I used to be. Yeah. And the fella loves them. So he's like, come on, I want to watch a horror. <laughs> and I said, fair enough. The old ball and, and chain. <laughs> the old ball and chain. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> we love you, really. Also, friend of the pod. Thank you, Matt. Love you. Hope you're having a nice day. Um, and I'd always cringe and I'd always like, the big thing for me is I hate something that's going to make me lose sleep. And I hate something that's going to make me stare at the ceiling for hours when I'm trying to get to sleep. Yes. But we watched um, The Haunting of Bly Manor. Now I know everyone says, "Why didn't you watch the Haunting of Hill Fairy? You have to watch that." But like, I will watch it in some. Who is everyone? <laughs> I do not know this I piece of art. <laughs> Go away, everyone! But the Haunting of Bly Manor. It's like the same cast, uh, different characters, different story, that kind of thing. So it's like, like American Horror season. Story, which I have yes. exactly, exactly, and like it was, it was scary, but there was enough amazing story and enough amazing messages behind the mm. horror that made me engage with it and made me enjoy it. Love it. It transcends you know, so like, genre, if you will. Oh, gorge. Yeah. And I think me and Misha were talking about this at around Halloween. I'd love if there was some kind of like, something in the credits or something before the film begins to say, look, we just wanted to make some cool art. If this gives you a few jump scares, that's the point. But we don't want to make you lose sleep over this. Like a trigger warning or something. Yeah. You know? Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, it's like, I just it's feel so like funny they how they owe their audiences that much. Because yeah. And like so many you, pieces of art that don't intend to, to traumatize will have yeah. content warnings and things that then have things that people know are going to be really traumatic don't have any warnings at all it's like, such a yeah. kind of debate in the film world if I may say over like trigger warnings and we'd have chats about mm. it kind of in college um, some people are so mm. like I'd be quite pro trigger warning and other people mm. are like no mm. it takes away from my art I want people to be genuinely surprised but sometimes a little title but saying what, hi there's a maybe there's a rape scene in this but, just so you know yeah exactly. but what are they what are they saying when they say the trigger warning takes away from the art? What's their argument? I think they want to keep safe something like a horror and, you know, there's going to be... Element of surprise. It's literally that. Element of surprise. They're like, why should we censor thing. our work? You know? I feel like if you don't like them, don't read them. And yeah. your work can only be interpreted by people in the way that they want to interpret it. Exactly. So yeah. if I'm mm. someone who really wants warnings and there's no warnings and then there's something in it that I find upsetting, I'm not going to like that piece of art anyway. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm. So it's like nobody loses by just including the warning. And then if you don't like warnings, you don't read the warnings. You know, that would be my yeah. only take on it. Absolutely. Mm. Beautiful. But what do I know? <laughs> Plenty, clearly. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Lads, thank you both so much. Martha, thank you thank so much you. for giving us 
Thank your you time guys. And the the recording was weird and the Zoom was weird and now we're on WhatsApp and it was all a bit messy. Bit of a journey, Mel. Bit of a journey. It never felt. It was a second journey, yeah. But it never felt. Today was a great day. Thank Absolutely. you. It was a privilege to be on your pod. I live you. Live you. I love you both so much. <laughs> and <laughs> Misha, I know we just met, but I have a lot of time for your podcast and you. Thank and you. <laughs> um, Will we no, sign off on wonderful. a wee? Yeah. Bye 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 bye. It's so much. Okay. Okay. Our first guest of the bye 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 bye. What an what an honor. First. <gasps> Martha, would you like to lead us in our visual of the bye 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 bye? Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. Now. All right. <laughs> right. Bye. Guys, good luck. Bye. Thank bye. you. Thank you for listening. Bye. <laughs> bye. Thanks for yours. Bye. 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 Goodbye now. Enjoy the music. Bye. 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 Wasn't that a lovely chat with Martha? What a lovely time. Oh my goodness me. We are blessed to be in such wonderful company. I know. Love that. And hope all of you from all around the world love that as much as we did. We'd like to Yay. remind you to follow our own pod on the Instagram and the Twitter. We are at InFairnessPod. And it'd be class if you could rate this and rate the podcast as a whole. Subscribe and recommend it to your pals. Thank you. 